Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. <laughs> I'm Kelly. <laughs> I'm Bashida. <laughs> Hopefully that burp did not come through. <laughs> But if it didn't, it has now. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, um, happy International Working Women's Day. Yay. Yes. March is a fun month. It's like a lot going on in March, right? Spring. I was, theoretically. <laughs> yeah. I say as it's snowing outside. Yeah. I was just driving around thinking, oh, March is the worst <laughs> month. No, no. April is the cruelest month. Get on board. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but March is busy for sure. March is busy. Yes. Yeah, we have, it's it's Women's History Month, it's International Working Women's Day, uh, it is nearing the end of Women of Color History Month, which Yay. starts February 15th and ends March 15th, so it's a nice intersection of like Black History Month and now Women's History Month, kind of yes. like nice little overlap there. <laughs> so we get both persons, both peoples, I don't know. <laughs> it's literally intersectional. Yes. Exactly. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, friends in Cleveland, uh, did they go see Wrinkle in Time last night or are they going tonight? Uh, I think that's tonight. Okay. Yeah. Our friends in Cleveland uh, with new voices yes. for reproductive justice are going to go see a Wrinkle in Time with, uh, it's a, it's part of the Women of Color History Month celebrations. Yeah. Um, yes. And I mean, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, the main, like, the main characters in uh, Wrinkle in Time are... I guess they're mixed children because their father's Chris Chris Pine, but that's yes. a it's a <clears throat> change from the book where they're all tiny white children. Exactly, which is so refreshing to see, and I can't wait to take my daughter to go see it. I'm really excited because I loved Wrinkle in Time as a kid. I will say that I wish that the dad had been black and the woman had been and the mom had been white, only because it was a main part of the book that Meg was really sad she never had her mom's red hair. Oh, so like gotcha. it's a just a slight quibble <laughs> that I have. I'm I'm definitely like for diversifying cast, but I was just like, no, that's <laughs> the main part going. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kelly, she will get over it though. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my son is reading A Wrinkle in Time right now, also. So our whole family is like, okay. As soon as you finish I this book, I'm not sure if I ever read it. I bought the box set for my baby. Oh, Not no. that he can read it yet. <laughs> you can read it to him, though. Yes. Oh. Yep. He's, he's, he's gotten through two Harry Potter books so far. So. That is so cute. <laughs> nice. I haven't even been through Harry, Harry Potter, so good, good for him. <laughs> I know. Don't laugh at me. Uh, so behind. Uh, yeah. The screening tonight, it is this evening, March 8th. So odds are, if you're listening to this, it's too late for you to go. Bye. <laughs> is uh, up at Shaker Square Cinema. Uh, it's an early screening. The movie is not yet in like real theaters right. yet, um, but New Voices um, has an advanced copy. Uh, apparently, there's a you know some kind of outreach program with the the studio that's putting the movie out to get copies in the hands of um, different organizations. Right. Um, presumably, you know. Uh, organizations representing women of color. Did you um, see that they were doing that for Black Panther too? They were fundraising for like uh, underserved communities mm-hmm. to go like see the movie. Yeah, to be able to take kids to go and 
See it's the, an amazing um, thing to do. Yeah, see themselves represented on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So, did we talk about Black Panther? I don't know. I don't think we did. We should talk about. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. What? Is it? Oh, it's so good. It's, like, I, it's great. Did you go see it with the boys? Yes, we took the boys uh, opening weekend. See? We went Sunday morning. That I don't weekend. know. See, I don't know if my kids are old enough to be interested. Like, I don't know if they will be interested. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like you should try and go see it really? at least like a, like a Sunday matinee. So mm-hmm. I feel like no, yeah, I ma. would. I know that. I think that's a good idea. I wanted to wait till it wasn't a lot of people though, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when we went, uh, we went to a noon showing on Sunday. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, normally the movie theater right. is pretty dead around then. Yeah. Um, and the theater was half packed, and it was in like the biggest giant theater in our multiplex. Okay. Um. And when we exited the screening for the three o'clock show after us, the line went like out the door and oh, down wow. the hall. Oh, dang. So you, going to the 12 o'clock showing was a good way to go. Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really want to see it, but it's really hard to get out when you have an infant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, we were fans of the uh, seeing the big action movie uh, Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when we hit it. Um, but yeah, terrific movie. I mean, it, it, yeah, I know I'm not like you know the <laughs> first one to love Black Panther. <laughs> really great movie. I don't even really like Marvel comic book movies, but this still uh, was really good. It was really entertaining. Um, you know, if if you have smaller kids, there's you know it's a comic book movie, so right. there's fighting and right. you know pew pew. You see, like your boys um, are at a perfect age to enjoy that. I think right, yeah, third and fourth grade, right around there. Uh, they loved it. They thought right. it was terrific. Um, you know, it, it's got really compelling backstory of the characters. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, my, my favorite character, uh, Black Panther, um, has this sister. Uh, and she's Shuri. like, yes, she's the tech genius. <laughs> Uh, and so if you've ever seen the James Bond movies, he always goes mm-hmm. at the beginning of the film to Q and Q gives him like all the gadgets. Right. <laughs> well, his sister is the one who like does all the gadgets and she's That's great cool. and she steals every scene she's in. So she's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, no, I um, want to go see it. I can't wait. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I want to see that and I want to see The Shape of Water, you know, movies that are not at all related. I don't understand this fish film. My I don't. Aunt I, said, just, I still want to see it. No, my aunt said it was horrible. She just told me the other day. She said, "Do not see it." She was like, "It was the worst." Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Okay. I just, yeah, I just want. To put I'm that waiting out there. for. I'm waiting for it to come to Netflix. <laughs> I'm not paying to see. Yeah, a fish don't. Movie she theater. said, yeah. She was like, this, she was like, if you haven't seen it, don't waste your time. Jamie said she liked it more than she thought she would, which is oh. high praise from Jamie. Oh well, <laughs> maybe it's just the invi- in the. Uh, the individual. I, I imagine. I, it, I, I, I imagine it's not for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't sold on the previews yeah, that I've seen so far. <laughs> I it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, right? Yes. I like yeah. his stuff. So. Yeah, I mean that. That you know, like yeah. I said, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes to Netflix. Exactly. <laughs> kind of yeah. wait on that one. Like yeah. you know, that's, that's snap priority. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Um, we could, we could talk for a minute about the Oscars. It it won Best Picture. That's what I heard. Um. Uh, Get Out did not win Best Picture. I was disappointed, but what? Jordan Peele did win for Original screenplay, screenplay. Yeah, that um, was which is terrific. It's exactly. the first time a black man's won for yes. uh, for screenplay. That's dope. I yeah. I love Jordan Peele. I love 
pretty much anything I've seen yes. that he's done. I, I loved Keanu, and I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also really enjoyed Get Out. And it, it, yeah. I hated that it was listed as a comedy for, what, Grammys? Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Because, like, okay, sure, in some roundabout way, but it was definitely, like, a horror film. Yeah. I, I, mean, I wish it had it been, like, appreciated as that. Yeah, a comedy, but okay. <laughs> I mean... Um, his speech <laughs> was, you know, very... Um, it was very moving. I mean, just, you know, listening to him say he, you know, doubted himself several times, you know, um, in, for, in reference to just writing it. And, yeah. um, you know, he was just like, you know, let me just go for it. And, and now look where you're at. So that was amazing. Shout out to his wife, Chelsea Peretti, for pumping breast milk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she- She's she's apparently trying to get the egot of breast pumping. She's trying, she's, that's, she's she like posted like uh, she's posted on Instagram like ha- like having to take off her like beautiful Oscar gown to like actually be able to pump milk for her child. It's yes, great. That's I'm writing funny. this down. It's going to be the title of the this egot of breast <laughs> I love wow. Chelsea Peretti. She's so great. Um, she she is good. Uh, Jordan Peele. Um, if you, uh, if you look around on YouTube, there were some videos after I watched the movie, I was, I was watching all of the, uh, things where, you know, people just ask him questions. And I think it was Vanity Fair had one where, um, they were asking him to look at all of the conspiracy theories, um, about, uh, you know, about the plot of the movie and just, you know, all the little details and all these fan theories. And right. some of them was like, no, this is stupid. You're just making stuff up. I love fan theories. And then some of them, he was like, yeah, wow, you know, you've really gotten in, uh, an, you know, an easy right. one was um, in in the background when they're at the airport, you hear uh, the flight number called and it's okay. flight 237, <laughs> which was the door number and the shining in the hotel room. Oh. So, you know, oh. I mean, like, little, little <laughs> Easter eggs. Yeah, little Easter eggs. Interesting. And some of them... The fans came up with, and he was he read it, and his eyes got real big. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I planned that." <laughs> People That's had funny. put together details. People that are really had good. Realized. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like wow. I love people who are obsessive over media in a way that I don't have to be because I enjoy reading what what they come up with and I do not have the effort to come up with myself. Yeah, very <laughs> creative in that yes. way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, like I love like theories about Harry Potter. I love theories about just just any old media. I'm just like you guys did a great job of understanding the world that has been created. I love him about Harry Potter because I feel like the more of those I read, the more the elements of the book gets tied together. Yeah, it creates a bigger world when people look like can understand things in their own context. Yes. What I found is that the same thing does not apply to Star Wars. With that, Star Wars I, is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Star Wars. You have so many people disagree with you That's right fine. now. <laughs> That's fine. But, but the thing is, the more people like pick apart the details in Star Wars, the like less <laughs> it's like Harry Potter is like oh yeah these things all connect in Star Wars it's like wow there's so many just plot holes here yes <laughs> yeah the canon for Star Wars is not well written no it's no. it's really and not. the more that's written the worse it gets speaking of disconnect um you want to talk about last night <laughs> hey I really I really agenda. like <laughs> let's just make this a pop culture podcast every once in a while I'm all about it right I think, I think we did <laughs> I think um, we did too but <laughs> hey I shout out to bitch magazine you need more feminism with your with your pop culture okay <laughs> it's great <laughs> I'm a I'm a beehive member huh? I give them my money do you know anything about bitch media when you speak of I've beehive I think of... on their website <laughs> okay. but yeah, Bitch Magazine, it's an independent um, media. Like, they do, like, 
pop culture analysis, like, oh, like from a feminist standpoint, and they do a lot of stuff on, uh, like, black women in media and the Latinx people in media and indigenous people in media. Like, it, it's, like, all of these different, like, aspects of pop culture and how it relates to feminism and inter- intersectional feminism. So it's cool. really great. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. It's, it's not like bustle. You can ask me about that at a different time. That would have been a great topic when that came <laughs> up. I'm writing this down. We're going to include links in the... Uh... Show notes. Yes. <laughs> bustle cool. is essentially like capitalism masquerading... Yeah, ca- ca- capitalism masquerading as feminism. That's my, that's my take mm. on it. Okay. I'm getting way too into theory. I'm sorry. And bitch media is the opposite. Yes. Okay. It's, it's a nonprofit. So, like, it's... 100% like independently supported. It's not, doesn't have any like corporate giants behind it. Hmm. So, yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen articles that people share on, on Facebook and Twitter, but I always just assumed, oh, it's another blog. So, no. Okay. I can give you some articles of the shakedown between <laughs> bustle and bitch. It's great. Okay. And by that, I mean it's very frustrating. Yes. <laughs> Links in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, though, there was the gubernatorial debate. It happened at five o'clock. On a Wednesday, <laughs> because the only people who are apparently interested in the Democratic primary in Ohio are the early bird people at uh, Bob Evans. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was a, uh, it was a really good debate. It, was. Uh, it ended before happy hour. It did. <laughs> um, I, I went up for it. It was, it was in a high school in Toledo. Um, the, uh, the Democratic Party here in Ohio, uh, gets a lot of credit for putting on a really, yeah. uh, a quality event, a professional, I exactly. mean, I, I remember, you know, from previous election cycles, the, uh, the primary debate between candidates for governor normally looked like something that you'd, ex- <laughs> you know, expect. This had some nice production quality yeah, to I it. Agree. I was watching the reporters yeah. uh, get shuffled around by the uh, Democratic Party communication staff. They were really hustling behind the scenes to, you know, to make sure everything got taken care of. Um, so some in, in terms of, you know, in terms of the debate as a format, um, you know, I thought it was really good. Um, and I think it's very important to have this. I, they got I some agree. criticism of like, you know, why are we taking time to listen to all of these people? I really do think, you know, first off, I think primaries are healthy. We need to vet candidates. I agree. And having a debate like this, it, it was Why valuable. would we need to vet candidates? <laughs> uh, something that we've wanted to do for months and are finally feeling like we're able to do is don't vote for Bill O'Neill. <laughs> We need him for laughs. He's comical. He's uh, very funny. Well, you've got him for that. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And he has to stay around for that. Yeah. Um, kind of. Are we allowed to talk about why we haven't been pooping all over Bill O'Neill for a yeah, couple Yeah, go months? for it. Okay, so <laughs> Bill O'Neill is uh, a... F- we, sorry, we should give her a disclaimer. <laughs> Nairobi Pro-Choice Ohio has not yet made an endorsement in this race. These are all our personal opinions. Our board <laughs> will be making the actual decisions later. Uh, we haven't endorsed him, but we're also definitely not going to endorse him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a solid opinion. Please proceed. <laughs> So Bill O'Neill, which for some reason is very hard for me to say, is a former Ohio Supreme Court justice and apparently has slept with over 50 beautiful women in his life. And Point a pediatric one. nurse, as he, as, he, as he kept pointing out. Oh. Pediatric nurse. 
Uh, did I don't you not even, hear that? I don't oh, yeah, know. <laughs> I did not watch the debate last night. Every every other sentence he he started off with as a nurse. As a, right? He's a nurse. Uh, yeah, apparently. Apparently, oh. right? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys made me lose my train of thought. Yeah. Sorry, you were talking about yeah, his he's, bragging. Yeah, he's bragged about sleeping with over fifty beautiful women because he wouldn't brag about sleeping with fifty ugly women. I guess. Um, <laughs> so he's on the Ohio Supreme Court And he was. recently came out Yeah, it was uh, And he Was it yesterday or the day before? He came out as an anti-choice Democrat Sorry Pro-life Democrat Th- This was this was yesterday morning okay. So he, he chose the morning of the debate Great timing Cool To make this big announcement To his supporters in a letter All three um, of them Yeah <laughs> um, As reported in the dispatch There will definitely be a link to this in the show notes <laughs> Uh, yeah, he came out as an anti-choice Democrat uh, and apparently a man of God, upstanding man of God, true man of God, whatever they said. I don't remember. Well, I'd say the the man of God and the abortion views are definitely uh, separate topics. <laughs> it's in the same article, so. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we haven't really spoken out against Bill O'Neill because he was on the Ohio Supreme Court and kind of, we were kind of invested like, what came out of the Ohio Supreme Court because we had a couple of cases that were tied up, but right. he's no longer on the Ohio Supreme Court, so now can be like, don't vote for Bill O'Neill, he's garbage. Right. He <laughs> he did cast a vote uh, on the um, dissenting side of the opinion on Toledo um, uh, over capital care. So yes. so he, he did vote on our side. He voted for us. Um, more important in that case was the actual decision. Um, the dissenting opinion, really, um, which explained exactly why capital care should have won the case, which was written by Maureen O'Connor. Bill O'Neill did not write the dissenting opinion. Um, he cast the vote. By by the time that was released, he'd already exited the court so that he can run for governor. Yep. Um, and I think, I don't know, was this discussed in the article yesterday about, like, the questions people have asked him about what it means for him to be anti-choice or pro-life, however you want to phrase it? And he didn't actually have any answers. Like, how would you vote on, like, this bill? Or how do you feel about this topic? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to have to pull up the article right here. Okay. Um, but, yeah. It, I heard talk of it in the <laughs> office yesterday, but I was distracted by something. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, he doesn't actually know what this means. Go figure. Yeah. It, and there wasn't any discussion over his views during the debate. This was something that I was, uh, you know, kind of disappointed about is that here you had this big revelation the morning of the debate, but yet it didn't get included, um, in any of the, uh, in any of the questions. Um, I did see that you pointed out that, uh, Joe Schiavone from Youngstown said something along the lines of healthy moms, healthy babies was just not just a slogan, but also the name of, uh, what, what program from Planned Parenthood? Is it called healthy moms, healthy babies? Yes. That's the name that's of the, the program. program. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's not just, um, it, it's not a statewide program for them. It is centered in Youngstown. Oh, so, okay. um, Joe Schiavone, he, he definitely got points from me for naming, you know, he, he, he knows what Planned Parenthood program works to prevent infant mortality. Um, he has to know it. It's in his neighborhood. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, him and Rich both did a good job of bringing that up when they were asked about, uh, infant mortality. I think that was, um, the actual question that Rich Cordray was asked and, 
uh, when he was asked a question about infant mortality, he did bring up having um, that women should have the proper services that they need to make sure that they have, um, you know, healthy pregnancies. And he did bring up that, you know, reproductive, um, you know, having the proper resources and things you need for reproductive access was part of that. Um, so I think they both did a good job at that. Um, of course, no one else mentioned anything along those lines. So uh, it did come out like they've um, I don't remember. I think it, the program might be called one or like getting it's something about like making sure your child is alive by their first birthday. Oh, yeah. And so that, I think it's like celebrate. You celebrate one. one that's right. Like that, yeah. uh, they came out with like a st- like a study on their, their, their numbers since they implemented this program. Um, and the statistics are showing that it's working for the people it's supposed to work for. So there is a decrease in sleep-related deaths, um, but it hasn't really made a difference among black mothers specifically. Right. Um, So it's working who it's supposed to be working for, like the people who like are at risk for sleep-related deaths, but like there are still like still issues that are unresolved within like maternal health and like infant mortality, especially as it relates to black women in Ohio. Yes. When she's available, we're going to have Jessica Roach come on the show, uh, hopefully in the near future. I will um, have to do my research for that show because she will. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's the executive director for Root. Um, Reforming our own through transformation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she has uh, been incredibly vocal, probably more than any of our other colleagues, on making it very, uh, very clear that decreasing infant mortality is not just safe sleep, that there's mm-hmm. so many, you mm-hmm. know, she really gets into the whole reproductive right. justice look at, mm-hmm. you know, what is, you know, black women's access mm-hmm. to health care. Because know. it starts from, you know, when the baby's in the womb, it doesn't just start from when the baby's born. So, yeah. And like so many people just don't understand that or they just don't, um, they don't think that it's just, that it starts there. So. Right. Since yeah. is, is wild and terrifying. Yes. Yes. I learned today that just two months of breastfeeding decreases the risk of SIDS by half. Yes. So that's interesting. You learn inf- new information every day. Pacifiers decrease yeah. the risk. So, like, we don't actually know what causes SIDS, or like, we we know what uh, decreases the risk. We still don't know what actually causes it or what it is. Right. So weird. So yeah, I mean, if you, if everybody you know watched the debate, please take our save survey. Yeah. I could talk today. <laughs> Do <laughs> that we have would be the, nice. Is the member survey on our website? Uh, it's not on our website. We did uh, tweet it out last night. Okay. Look in the show notes. <laughs> um, yeah, we are we are asking people for their opinion on these yes. candidates. Like we said, our board that is the group that actually makes the endorsement. But they would um, like your input. Yes, they they absolutely want to hear yes. what NARAL Pro Choice Ohio supporters have to say about these candidates. Uh, who they prefer. Um, other Fair warning, it is long. Because we <laughs> actually... Wa- no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying that it's a negative thing. I think it's it's a survey where we actually want your opinion needs to be long. I don't want like just like a page to be like, eh, here's your opinion, thanks for it. We actually like want some thought, like give us your opinions. It'll take you 10 full minutes to fill out. That's long for people. <laughs> we I, I, really I, do value opinions, though. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, in the debate, we didn't hear anything on reproductive issues, uh, women's issues from Dennis Kucinich. Um, you know, 
obviously we've discussed Bill O'Neill's views. He didn't bring up the <laughs> no. topic. Did he bring up the um, beautiful women? He did not. <laughs> uh, no, no, I take that back. He he was explicitly asked about that. Yeah, oh. he was. Oh yeah, that, that <laughs> was his first question. <laughs> uh, he he uh, he attempted to apologize and you know explain away that you know hey I've made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the the other candidates uh, had various points of view on it. Some of them just wanted to move off it and actually get to you know topics mm-hmm. that affect yeah you know real Ohioans. <laughs> um, others felt that hey, you know, once you've put something out there, okay, maybe we can accept an apology, but we're not going to forget that right. <laughs> you put that you're out there. still <laughs> the sort of person that puts you know these statements right. uh, and, uh, online. <laughs> Um, Speaking of not respecting women, especially on International Working Women's Day, yesterday we had good news coming out of the State House with oh, yeah. Senator Tavares. Are yes. we, is it okay to yes. pivot now? We good with the yeah, debate? go ahead, pivot. All right. Do you want to tell us? <laughs> tell us more because yes. you were on stage. I know. Um, so yesterday, uh, Senator Tavares introduced her legislation, which was the uh, bill to um, actually have mandatory sexual harassment um, training. And this is going to be basically an ongoing training for the state house and those organizations who come in and out of the state house. Um, and it's basically to keep everyone safe. So, you know. So that would include us, wouldn't it? Uh, well, I, it would include us. And I guess if we, if there's, it seems like if there's already like a training that's in place, um, I guess you can review with their committee and kind of like maybe discuss to see like if there's anything that we need to add. I will have to review her bill a little bit more because when they were asking questions, it seemed like there could be some type of uh, conversation that you can have to maybe um, not have to maybe add more or maybe like if you didn't, I don't know. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean. And it not only made it mandatory, it also like made it where it has to be renewed every so often. Like you have to like, it's not like you're one and done. You have to continue. Like, oh yes, this is going to be a, a continual training. And so obviously the training that has been done in the past has not been enough. Oh, has not um, stuck. No. <laughs> and right. uh, Senator Thomas made that clear. Um, and he, you know, he even challenged his male colleagues to join him in on this fight that is happening right now because um, he was the only male there. And uh, it just doesn't seem like any... I have to say that they don't, you know, um, per se care, but, you know, maybe they aren't taking it as serious as he is. So, so Senator Cecil Thomas of Cincinnati. Yes. And there was another senator that I think is helping. Senator Williams was yeah, up also there from as well. Cincinnati. Yes. Senator Williams is actually from Cle- yeah, Cleveland. Oh, well, yeah. on the paper it said Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we have the three major cities represented, though. Absolutely. <laughs> CC, three C's. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Don't and let Toledo people use that. <laughs> I said three major cities. <laughs> yeah, um, it, w- it was a very good event. Uh, you were on stage, yes. Bashida also. Um, we also OAESV, had which yes, is the Ohio, the Ohio Alliance in Sexual Violence. Thank yes. you. And then the <laughs> National Coalition of 100, 100 Black, Black Women, Inc. Yes. And then the director also of the um, domestic violence, uh, I can't think of her name. Um, Nancy Nalon. Yes. 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 Thank you. So really good event. Sounds like terrific right, legislation that's absolutely appropriate. Yes, and we are so thankful that <laughs> Senator Tavares took this first step to actually inter- introduce this legislation. Um, so uh, we she didn't get so the bill great. number. They introduced it yesterday, so I'm imagining that the bill number came up sometime yesterday, maybe even today. I know sometimes, you know, I was in the Senate, so sometimes these things uh, don't come out right away. Um, so if anybody did want that bill number, we can probably get that, or you can probably check the website, uh, the Senate website, and, and get the bill number. But And I'm sure 
sure as the Senate like bill number actually comes up, we can mention it on the podcast. Yes, encourage our supporters absolutely. to reach out to their legislators. So like, if it hasn't gotten a hearing, make sure to call your legislators and be like, absolutely. I'd really like a hearing about this bill. Yes, no, but it is definitely something that was a long time coming. So I'm, you know, I'm proud that we're a part of this. Um, so. I think it's, especially if it gets a hearing, I think it'll be a good way to hold some of our legislators' feet yes. to the fire. So far, uh, there is not um, bipartisan support. Only all of the Democrats have signed on. But, I mean, like she said yesterday, this is not just a partisan issue. Uh, this is an issue that's all across the board, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are harassers from all sides of the aisles, so. Exactly. This is Senate Bill 270. Yes. 270. All right. Yes, so call your so legislators funny. and ask for a hearing that's on... That's my parents' address. 270. 270. <laughs> it's a okay, major sorry. highway. I <laughs> know. Like, maybe it's a lucky number. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. Um, you know, one of the questions that got brought up was how this would affect lobbyists. And there is a lobbying association. Um, and so I think, you know... This isn't something simply for legislators, and I think yes. that's important to point out, even though legislators, especially in recent months, have been, um, you know, mm-hmm. acting inappropriately on occasion, yes. some of them. Breaking um, their ankle, you know. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's legislators, there's legislative staff, there's other yes. state employees, um, there's, you know, there's lobbyists, mm-hmm. uh, which... Technically doesn't include us, but you know, correct. Doesn't we're some of the. Isn't Jamie technically a lobbyist? Yes, he does have I, a lobbyist. I meant that, yeah. us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> specifically yeah. us three here. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, but you know, there, there's a lot of people who do go in and out of that building on a regular basis, and they yeah, still can act just as you know. They still can have inappropriate acting behavior. Tacky. So you know, yes, yeah. and and I know that I mean. <laughs> I have seen firsthand yeah. there has been inappropriate behavior in that building. Yeah. And it's like, I've seen it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. And from other people who work there who aren't just staff, who aren't, you know, staff of the Senate, you know, and that could just be, I'm not even going to mention, but like, you know what I mean? I've seen other people who work in that building, be it like, uh, you know, patrol or just anyone else that, you know, are staff there that could, you know, have some type of inappropriate behavior and that happens. So, yeah. Um, yeah, when I just I, was, I think it should be um, across the board on. Yeah, yeah. When I was working there in college, uh, I walked into one of the men's rooms, uh, and there was a guy who worked in the building, and he was standing at the sink, but he had his pants down like around his knees, and he, he I kind of looked at him like, <laughs> "Wow, the hell!" Right. <laughs> and he turned to me and he said, "Oh, my zipper's stuck," and I'm like, "Okay." Would you go in the bathroom? Like a I stall? Just, I just turned around and walked away. It's like, okay, whatever. Right, that exactly. Crazy. When I was back years later and worked as a full-time staffer, I walked into the men's room and it was the exact same staffer with his pants around his knees. Again? And he turned and he said, oh, my zipper's stuck. And Are I you thought, nope, kidding me? Not twice. Wow. <laughs> and so I had to go off and be like, hey, listen, you know. That's crazy. I don't know what this guy's deal is, but... My boss uses this restroom, you know, like I, right. I can handle it. I'm not like. Right, right. You're you not know. a child, but what if you were, like, what if it was a There's child that walked in there? There's school groups that come right. into, you know. Exactly. Like, that's, that's scary. Like. Yeah. I've, like. It's like, I, I have no idea. What he's doing. What he's doing. I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> I don't so, want to know. <laughs> yeah. So I found myself off, like, you know, in the chief of staff's office, like, listen, this yeah, guy Yeah, can here. y'all get this under control before, like. It's it's really weird and and having a policy. Why would your zipper you know, be stuck around your ankles? That's just weird. 
It's not. I know. I need you. To, I need you. To, I, I'm not that naive. No, I'm, just, I'm not talking about you. First, I'm just saying like him. Like it's just. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It was just obvious that this guy right. was a per, a per, something. Yeah. Something weird. <laughs> and that yeah. you know, the <laughs> the two times that I saw him doing this weren't like the only two times he'd ever tried this little exactly. Stunt, and and as this. you heard, you know, Senator Tavares mentioned yesterday, she's been there since she, you know, uh, she's been there for a number of years, and you know, she's heard stories, you know, since she has actually been a staffer herself. So yeah, I mean, it's been going on for a really long time. Yeah, yeah. and the thing about sexual harassment is people are afraid to come forward because they're going to lose their jobs. Like right. We need, or they have dreams and aspirations of becoming a legislator, and they're not going to. They, you know, they think that they're going to face some type of repercussions, or they're not going to become one, or right. you know, just whatever the the situation is, they don't want to come forward. So yeah, I mean, you know, me walking into this weird situation in the men's room, relatively minor, but right. you know, it's important that there's a way of reporting things that are as seemingly as you know minor as this, right? As you know, we have a colleague from another state who was actually raped in a state house, um, you know, wow. uh, in in the in one of the plain states. And so, you know, there's there's a huge spectrum of different offenses, exactly. and there definitely needs to be mechanisms for people to report this. Sort and of there's behavior. like no HR department that you can actually go to to really properly report something. What it, it's it's really weird. I mean, there's. There's like a, a human resources staffer, but everybody technically works for the chief of staff. Yeah. And and even as a, a senator's aide, right. your senator, while that's the person that you work for and you'll refer to them right. as your boss, that's not the person that you actually have to... Report things to? Yeah. It's, oh, it's, a, it's so a weird, weird system. It's really weird. And it's, it's, it's not it's, the it's minority just, chief of yeah. staff for minority... You know, as a Democrat, yeah. I had to like get approval for my job from the Republicans chief of staff. Yeah, yeah exactly. It is really setup. weird. It's how, yeah, exactly. It's and how, it's very kind of, it's kind of intimidating to be honest with you too, especially mm-hmm. if you don't know that person or don't have a personal relationship, like you're not going to feel comfortable talking to, or, you know, like I'm the only reporting one something the or like, table. it's just, yeah, it is weird. So <laughs> it's an odd thing. It's <laughs> not like a normal, I did sort of have an interview with a HR staffer system. at the, at the, at the state house with the, your former boss. He's a weird man. Yeah. Very. <laughs> One of the weirdest. <laughs> kind of glad it didn't work out. The weirdest. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it was nice, but... <laughs> Can you imagine different being a legislative aide and being older than the senator you're working for or the representative you're working for? I think there's probably been a couple people, you know, who, who have fit that. I couldn't imagine it. I would hate <laughs> no, it. No, thank you. Because <laughs> there's only one person I'm older than. No, now, now that I think about it, there have been, and, and this is one of the reasons why um, a lot of career professionals around the state house really don't like term limits, mm-hmm. is you get a lot of these legislators who come in, you know, because there's such a, a mandatory high rate of turnover, they walk in the door and they don't know what's going on, but the staffer does. Right. And so that just kind of automatically in some situations breeds distrust where, yes. you know, this legislator is supposed to be like the boss in the office. <laughs> True. And, and, his and the staffer is the one telling them, It happens you know, all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, so we have a million Dick Cheneys in the state house is what I'm hearing. Kind of. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, 
Yeah. That that sort of George Bush, Dick Cheney... <laughs> Puppet mastery. That little dynamic that everybody saw back then, yeah, that exists all the time. Yes. And it's even worse when you've got a, you know, a, a, a new legislator and a staffer mm-hmm. who maybe has been around a couple cycles or exactly. maybe hasn't. And then a lobbyist walks in and knows everything. everything. Yeah. And they're all still trying to figure out, but the lobbyist knows exactly what's going on. So, <laughs> so term limits have created some yeah, weird that makes me things. never want to run for office. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It helps no. to be I mean, familiar with the yeah, turf first. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I forget where I was going to go with that. <laughs> So so uh, we definitely want to applaud Senator Charlita Tavares, yes. uh, Senator Sandra Williams, she, uh, and Senator Cecil Thomas, who were the three to step forward and say, hey, we need this bill now. Enough is enough, exactly. Yeah. So, Oh, term limits, yeah. President of the world, president of the U.S. forever. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, that's yeah. a relevant cultural event where President Trump... Uh, praised the president of China, who I think recently, like, was it recently or just like it's always been that way, where he's like, I, we're just gonna do away with term limits. I'm gonna be president forever. And Trump's like, yeah, maybe we'll do that. And we're like, no. Yeah, oh. I, I mean, China's had elections before. <laughs> I don't get a. I don't get what the change was in China, and b. I don't get where in the hell Trump ever thinks that he's gonna get to be president for life. I don't know, but I mean, what do we do about... I mean, the thing no. about term limits in the United States specifically is, like, George Washington's like, hey, man, we just had a war to get away from, like, president forever kind of thing, so... Right. There's, like, there's a, there's two sides of, like, why we have term limits, and I see both sides. Because, well, the thing about term limits is, like, for example, I do a lot of working with students, and the frustrating thing about students is there's turnover, so, like, you do, you've put four years of work into this one student group and then the, like the leader of graduates and you're like, ah, I don't, there's no institutional memory. So, right. Well, I guess term limits were created because of Vern Reif. Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy that the center was named after. Yes. He was <laughs> yeah, the speaker the right, for the house, ever. Yeah. For Did he die? Is that why we have term limits? Well, uh, I guess the story was he was here around for a really long time and uh, he was like speaker of the house for like 25 yeah. years <laughs> and nobody liked him or something. Well, he just wasn't going to leave, I guess, ever. And Strom Thurmond. I mean, they liked him. They kept yeah. electing him as Speaker of the House. But, you know, he... he Served his it time. It was his and, house. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know anything about Rife. Yeah, you're going to have to look at the story. Yeah. Read this, the story. I need to go back and... to third grade, get my Ohio history. <laughs> you guys do that here, right? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I got it in third grade and eighth grade in Georgia. So. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mine was all about the Trail of Teal- Tears and Oglethorpe. Yeah. Real happy. Fun times. No. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, okay. So you want to talk about what's going on? Um. Yeah. I guess so. This weekend, which one is uh, the the so- the Solidarity Swap tomorrow and Saturday? Saturday morning at the Crack Ass of Dawn, uh, or the Ass Crack of Dawn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's too early. Um. We're going to be bombing the clinic, <laughs> which will make more sense when there are pictures for it afterwards. <laughs> can, can we describe that? Or you yes, still I can do secret, that. Please. <laughs> no, I mean, it won't. If you're going to use that term. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> we are bombing the clinic with yarn and, and love. It's not so much better. <laughs> I know, but it's so funny to say I'm going to bomb the clinic. I mean, it's not funny, but like it's no. funny in my context because I... Uh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> with Crafternoon, for the last two months, we've been um, stitching. So, crocheting, knitting, loom knitting making swaths of fabric to stitch around trees, poles, awnings, just like 
whatever we can affix yarn to, we're going to do that. So it's too cold. So there's going to be happy little tree sweaters, happy little pole, sw- pole sweaters. <laughs> um, and it's just going to be really bright and happy looking. Uh, and we're going to keep that up through Easter. So just making the clinic look really happy to piss off the protesters. <laughs> Uh, nice. Incidentally, there's also going to be a band of high schoolers that are going to come chalk on Saturday. So I planned this nice yarn bombing event because it's too cold to chalk and then people are going to show up and chalk anyway. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be really happy and really bright. And if you have a chance to drive by Founders in the next few weeks, I recommend it. It'll be cool. And I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the swap is this weekend. Uh, drop off your clothes on Friday. Pay $10. It's an all-you-can-swap buffet. So get new clothes. <laughs> um this is at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in On Columbus. campus, yes. And then uh, March 25th, there's going to be a Boston Stigma Burlesque show. This is the second year we've done this. It'll be at Bossy Girls Pinup Joint, March 24th. Uh, doors at 8, show at 9, hopefully home before 1. <laughs> um, it's a burlesque show, so there's going to be people dancing and taking off their clothes and doing comedy, and it was a really good time last year. All the proceeds go to Women Have Options um, for my bulletin team which is fun so does your bulletin team have a name yet i'm on michelle and and clarissa's so i'm on turbulently annoying okay <laughs> yes and then uh april 8th is gonna be the next crafternoon um we're not doing it on april 1st because it's not we don't do it on easter um so april 8th and then april 10th is freedom of choice ohio advocacy day so that'll be a really good time Yes. And uh, have I missed anything? I don't even know. Probably. No, you're doing good. Um, For my events, day, Yeah. Uh, advocacy Day, um, one of our most important days of the year. Um, this year, people are going to be uh, coming to the Columbus Athenaeum. It's the same venue that we were at last year in downtown Columbus. Uh, meeting in the morning, 10 a.m., getting some training, uh, talking with other people that are from their same districts, ideally. Um learning about the specifics of the legislation that we're facing, learning how to talk to legislators about these issues, little box lunch, little go over to the state house, all the signs, uh, do the rally in the state house steps, uh, and then head off to meetings, um, which, uh, somebody else is scheduling the meetings, not me. Probably me. (laughs) Not it. Probably Um, me. Yeah. And uh, and then coming back to, you know, regroup at the end of it. Um, so really important day to make sure that legislators hear from uh, supporters of all of the different groups that make up the Freedom of Choice Ohio Coalition. Which is just a swath of acronyms. Yes. <laughs> um, links for all of these events, uh, especially to register for Lobby Day, yes. uh, is in the show notes. Yay. Woohoo. Okay. Bye. So that's a month out. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye.